Welcome to the all-around home improvement hour. Now here's Charles Thayer and the man they call the Polish powerhouse. <clears throat> Gentlemen, this is the all-around home improvement hour right here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130. Another Saturday episode of Home Improvement Pack. Information, topics, stuff, and things. Let's get started. Especially like the stuff and things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, stuff and things right here. My name is Charles Thayer, and some people call me, I think it's a good thing, the Home Improvement Slayer. Mm-hmm. That's me getting ready to do good things yes, for your home, right? Make it look beautiful. Rock it out. Last a long time. Would you be a drummer or the guitar player for oh. band? For sure, the guitar player slash lead singer. Okay, well, yeah. yeah, that's a given, I feel like. Yeah, which means you're a, usually a rhythm guitar player because you can't do all that lead stuff. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Thanks for asking, Polish oh, you're welcome. powerhouse, my co-host over there, being very Polish and for some reason proud of it. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, it really just, like, like, we just slide right into the polka. It's great. It's a really good transition. It's a good mix. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the way I see it. Uh, Nick, want to just remind the listeners who we are and why we're on the radio show. Tell me. Well, again, this is the all-around home improvement hour, and every Saturday from noon to one, we come on this radio station and invade your radio waves and talk all things, or a lot of things, home improvement related. We do have a little bit of an exterior swing. A lot of what we talk about is on the outside of the home, and that's because... We actually don't do radio for a living. What we do for a living is we are a exterior general contracting team and one that has won uh, won some awards. We've been awarded some awards and recognized for some pretty impressive things over the years. We have a great team and are located in the western Twin Cities suburbs, but we cover the entire Twin Cities metro area. Been doing this going on 15 years now, and uh, we have a heck of a good time. Enjoy what it is that we do, and so we hope that... We're going to bring some of that to the radio waves, and maybe you may just be able to take home some uh, valuable knowledge. Yeah, some golden nuggets. Well, I'll mention knowledge too. Knowledge nugget. There we go. Uh, Western Wisconsin as well. We are licensed and insured in Wisconsin, and we do projects on most of the kind of bordering cities. So Hudson down to even uh, Prescott. We've done some jobs down there too, and we are proud of that too as well. Yes, absolutely. All right, excellent. Excellent. Uh, I want to share with the listeners. Uh, well, first of all, let's bring on our guest uh, because otherwise they're just sitting here staring at us. It gets a little weird. Sure. I get nervous. Uh, but no, first time guest uh, ever on the show, but he's representing a, a very well-known team that is a proud partner of the show and is with us pretty regularly. Uh, is sitting in for Ruben Saltzman today. We have Bill Ulrich from Structure Tech Home Inspections. How you doing, Bill? Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks, thanks, for coming. thanks for coming on. I always enjoy talking to you and your team um, about all the, the funky things that you find wrong with homes, reminding everybody just how great all of those laborers and contractors and DIYers are out there. No, no, we're not taking shots at anybody, but uh, we do love to point out defects because, uh, 
Yeah, they're funny. And uh, to your right, and to the Polish powerhouse's left, completing our circle of trust, if you will, we have Bill Geschwind. It's important to have a real-life attorney with you when you have a completed circle of trust. Welcome, Bill. Charles, it's great to be here, Nick. Wonderful to be here. See you you again. It's been a little while. It has been. Good to see you. It is. Uh, You guys, uh, if you didn't know, you're about to. All around is adding a monument sign on the outside of our headquarters. Is that uh, what they call it? Is it called a monument sign? Yeah, it's a standalone, like, standalone okay. sign. Okay, yeah. it sounds like really powerful when you say it like that. It, it, it is. It's, meant it's not to, just a sign. It's meant to sound a monumental right. in a way. Um, but yeah, standalone, freestanding sign with uh, stone cladding, so we're going to get to dress it up with some of the products that we nice. use regularly on homes and buildings. Um, we're going to have a digital display on there. The display is only half the size that we really wanted it to be, the digital uh, yeah. art. You know, it's it's uh, it's just amazing how many rules, regulations, zoning ordinances that there are. And, um, you know, it was, it was nice to know, though, that the city is really business-friendly and, and look forward <laughs> to letting you use half of your space for the message. Yes. I couldn't have said it any worse or better. <laughs> yeah, <myself>. we had <laughs> to uh, wrestle with some of the ordinances. Uh, basically, the, the sign has to be 50% uh, standstill or static, they call it, um, not not a digital display. And the other part of it can be dynamic and, and change and whatnot. Um, it's but, incredibly specific. It is. It is. It's, it's very specific, what, what you can and can't do. You know, I, well, that's because there's lawyers that'll try to find a way around anything yeah. that they write that yeah. isn't yeah, exactly. Not that we would try to find a way around <laughs> it or anything like that, uh, but I do find it interesting that you know our town of Long Lake, um, right in the. If you don't know where Long Lake is, we're basically sandwiched in the middle of Orono and west of Wyzetta. But they're, they're pretty strict about it, even though they're still a up up and coming town. They haven't really broke through, and once the bypass. Uh, happened and Highway 12 stopped running through that town. Um, the growth really stunted for it was stunted for a while there. Yeah. So, um, but they don't want it to. I get it. They don't want it to look like Vegas uh, out there, and they don't want uh, people distracted with signs that are huge and moving. But you know, in in true all around fashion, right? What we wanted to do was make it the biggest sign in the entire Western Metro area. Um, and have that display so many wonderful community things that were going on. Community events and the weather, uh, for example, and the, the temperature outside and the score of the Spartans football game. Is that what they are, the mm-hmm. Spartans? I hope they are. Cause... I honestly don't know. Okay. Right. Well, you know, since you could only have half of the sign have a message, did you make the sign twice as big? Twice as big. Yes, we did. There you go. Yeah, we did. But uh well, but there's with, lots of ways to get to the end, right? Charles? With yeah, with their parameters, <laughs> of course. So we were we were stuck with it. Anyhow, it's gonna be a nice sign. It's gonna say a lot of nice things. Uh it'll have some of our personality mixed in there with different digital displays and, and um images that you'll be able to see, maybe some some moving video and whatnot, but also some updates about uh the community and, and different events that are going on. And um, so we're we're proud of that. It's another way that we're saying, hey, we're here to stay for a long time. Uh, we're not a fly-by-night company. And no, we just need winter to go away so we can actually dig and do the footings and all the fun stuff that goes with putting the sign in. What's the matter? We can't dig into ice. You can just start a fire. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Melt that frost, and you can get there. Yeah, I actually we have uh, used charcoal in the past before to to. So I just, footings in the winter time. I just That's saw not fun. A, a crew putting in a foundation for a, it's slab on grade, so they're not going down like a mm-hmm. 
like a home, but I literally just saw a, build, a business building being um, started and put in. And I'm thinking to myself, aren't we pretty well into winter? But I mean, they, they yeah, I don't got know to, beneath that frost line. I, I don't know what they do different. I mean, if we do a deck in the winter time, we're typically using a helical pile footing, so just a big seven foot steel rod that's threaded on the bottom, and they come in with the machine, and I call it basically big tractor drill, um, and can drill it right into the ground, frost and all. It's just one rod? One big rod. That goes straight through the footing? Uh, no, that is the footing. It is the footing? That is the footing. How wide is this rod you speak of? Uh, specifically, two and seven eighths diameter at the top. Oh, wow. So yep, six. and then it has a six by six uh, Simpson uh, bracket for the post to attach to it. And Simpson, that, Samson. That is your footing. Actually, they're, they're really great. I put them on my deck uh, last summer. If you have uh, clay soil, which is very unstable, they're incredibly good footings in those areas. Uh, in my neighborhood, I've seen uh, diamond piers and regular concrete footings uh, both heave. So it was a very easy decision for me to pay a little bit more slight upcharge uh, than your traditional footing and have helical piles Why put in. Why does it so. always seem like the more simple and more efficient and better the system gets, the more expensive it gets to? It's like, come on, you know, you're selling me a steel rod here, you know? Yeah. Come on, can't we get half off here compared to the <laughs> cement, the old cement? It's, I'll put it this way. It's probably not as much as you might think uh, uh, compared to any type of your traditional diamond pier or concrete footing. But it's a slight upcharge. It is, yeah. Right, yeah. What do you guys think of that? Convenience comes at a price. It does, it does, does right? Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you, everybody that I hear, the beauty is that you can uh, put the footings in in the morning and you've got your deck frame by the afternoon. Yeah. You don't have to come back the next day and wait for the This is true, the, yes. The concrete and, to cure. And that is worth a couple thousand. That's worth a couple I'm bucks. Sure. <laughs> you bet. Right, awesome. I'll tell you what, uh, we've dubbed the month of March home trade show season, if you will. Um, and what really you should be cautious about with these home shows and then how to prepare for some of those larger projects because, again, we're getting into the thaw season and um, a lot of you are, uh, especially with the way home prices and the real estate market is right now, deciding to improve what you have rather than look elsewhere. And so it's important that you do things the, the right way when you're planning for that. Uh, we're we're going to talk about some of that and and other topics uh, to mix in there. Again, we have Bill Geschwind with Minnesota Construction Law Services. Always great to uh, talk to a real-life attorney that you can lean on for some good advice. And also Bill Ulrich with Structure Tech Home Inspections. we got a fun one lined up. Hang tight. We'll be right back right after this. Twenty-four hours a day, every, every day of the year, we're here with the latest forecast at the top and bottom of every hour. Every hour, Twin Cities News Talk, AM eleven thirty and one hundred three point five FM. Charles Thayer here with the All Around Home Improvement Hour, talking with my good friend Mike Hilborn, owner of Roof to Deck. Oh, this is like uh, probably early two thousands, right? Yeah, I'm not going to give it to you be- because I'm having too much fun here watching you. I don't. Uh... <laughs> Nope, I don't. I don't have it. Go ahead, Bill. Is this Creed? Yeah. It's Creed. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Dang it. Specifically, the song name. No, I got. Nothing no, I don't there. know. I put them in the Nickelback. Put category. a point on the board for Bill, please. Category. Yeah. Point yeah. on the board for Nick. Ding. Or for Bill. One more than Nick has. Yes. In the history of the show. Just kidding. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's pretty close though. We're, we're, we're back. <laughs> We're back at it. Uh, again, this is the All-Around Home Improvement Hour, and we're in studio again, myself, the Polish Powerhouse, and we're joined by Bill Geschwind, Minnesota Construction Law Services, and Bill Ulrich with Structure Tech Home Inspections. We will d- we'll definitely get into the Structure Tech talk here pretty soon. Uh, but let's let's talk to you, Bill. So, um, Wait, which Bill? 
Yeah, I know. It's it's Bill, Bill and Bill. Day. Yeah. What's great is I can't get it wrong, right? <laughs> right. So, um, Bill Geschwind, Minnesota Construction Law Services, servicing contractors throughout the uh, Twin Cities metro area for many, many different things. Um, I always love to tell the story uh, quickly of, of how we found you. Um, we were a growing business, and we needed legal help specific to Compliance. It, yeah, specific to compliance and what it is that we do as a contractor. Um, we Googled you. Somebody must have been on their A-game when it came to your Google search results or your ads or whatever it is that, that you guys do to be found. Or maybe you yep. just were that rare uh, that, that we found you. But we, we did find you, and it was great to work with somebody that was specifically uh, – servicing contractors the needs the compliance issues collections issues yep. which can be tough um and and just making sure that business practices in general are followed in a way that in the end we're going to have more um good experiences than bad i'll just put it that way no it's been a good run it's uh we really appreciate the opportunity to work with you guys and and, and it's been you've fun. grown too you guys have grown quite a bit well we've grown quite a bit and uh we have we're going to continue on that road, and it's it's been kind of fun watching you guys as well because all around has gone through a lot of transitions through the, the housing industry going back to 2008 and yep. and the changes that have occurred and the things that you've done, and you too have, have done a great job. At, actually, um, we don't need to talk with you guys very much anymore. You've, you've, just, got, you've just got this smooth humming machine. That's just right. rolling along and and with very few problems, lots of very happy people. Yeah, we call you about things like signs that can't be too big. That's right. Things like that. There so, you go. No. Yeah, well, the great part, and this is not a sideways comment, but you guys are always there to tell us when we're doing something wrong. So, so uh, that's a <laughs> that's good right. thing. We that's need right. that. So it's good to it's good to know that to know how to do do things the right way. So, Bill, what's rocking on with you guys at MNCLS right now? What's important for people to know heading into this trade show season, heading into large project season? Um, um, you know, things are really going to kick off for contractors and homeowners alike. Yeah, I think the biggest issue out there, Charles, right now is is it's the supply chain, it's the uncertainty in the economy, um, and it is the shortage of labor. And so, you know, last year I think uh, housing costs in in, uh, in in Minnesota generally, the Twin Cities certainly, housing costs themselves went up about 20% in one year. That's crazy. Um, is that a record? That is a record. Okay. Um, building materials have gone up and continue to go up. And I know, I mean, you, I'm sure you guys can speak to this, you know, as much as all contractors out there. Um, contractors are having a, a, an impossible time being able to get price commitments from a lot of their suppliers as well as delivery commitments from a lot of their suppliers. Yeah. So it's becoming very hard to put together an agreement with, a, with their customers that enable both of them to be able to know what this project is going to look like, what it's going to cost, and when it's going to be done. And so, you know, if, if people are out there, uh, want, you know, going through the, the shows, um, talking to uh, contractors with an idea of doing something this year, you know, I, I would say, you know, two things. First, um, if somebody's got time to jump into your project right away, be very cautious because, you know, the, the good contractors, the ones that are experienced and understand the market and do a good job building, don't have a lot of free time. They're, you're scheduled out until the middle of the summer, maybe maybe end of the summer. And the second is that uh, both homeowners, um, especially, and the contractors are are just going to have to be willing to work with each other during this period of uncertainty, and figure out how uh, how to make the projects work for both parties, both for the homeowner and for the contractor, both in time and the uncertainty related to time. And there might be some price changes between the time a contract is signed and the time the job is done. You know what? A, what a uh perfect storm if you will no no pun intended but um 
you you already had labor shortages be- before this, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, companies, good companies, had a hard time um, finding enough labor to be out there. So that was that was tough. You already had pent up demand. Then you know COVID hit. And then you have su- supply chain issues. Um, now you're going to be hit with energy uh, prices that are probably going up with this conflict that that is going on over in Eastern Europe. Um, it just it just seems like you know as a consumer and even as a business owner you can't help but wonder like is there a light at the end of the tunnel are, are right. things going to get um, better and I mean uh, Bill you you are very experienced that's the word I'm going to use you've, you've been around a long time you've seen a lot of things right <laughs> there you go very experienced right um, what how do you think this all shakes out. Yeah, I, I think right now what we have is just uncertainty, and, and I'm not sure exactly how it's all going to shake out. We know that the you know there's been too much money put into the economy, and so the Fed is starting to pull back. That's going to drive interest rates up for home improvements and people that are trying to do things with their home or find new homes to buy. Uh, that's going to create a real problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, historically, for an interest rate to go from from let's say three percent to five percent, they're talking maybe a, a point and a half to two points in 2022 mm-hmm. to see the interest rate go up a couple of points to five percent that you know doesn't when seem i like when i got and again i you're right charles and, and thank you i probably am <laughs> one of the more experienced ones here when you're i came welcome. out of you're welcome when i came out of college interest rates were at 18 percent. so a five percent interest rate doesn't seem crazy but if you're a homeowner and you're seeing interest rates go from three to five almost double in one year yeah um, that's a problem and with the prices that people are experiencing right now um, the low interest rates are one of the few ways that are, is enabling them to to take the money and use it to improve their home. So if the interest rates go up just a little bit, it knocks a lot of people out of the market. So it, it's hard to say. I don't think 2022 we're going to see anything happen that, from what I'm seeing, I don't think we're going to see anything happen that's positive in the sense of, of um, reducing the headwinds that people are facing going into the construction season. Yeah. Uh, I think we're just going to have to, you know, all hold on and make plans and and be very careful and 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 flexible and um and and understand that there's just it's it's just a lot of uncertainty. So I know I know a lot of people think that uh, you know companies like ours that do um, loss restoration, so so storm storm damage or other loss restoration, that we're just sitting around hoping for another storm. But in this kind of environment with materials, you know, it's very volatile right now. A storm, uh, uh, you know, a metro-wide storm or, you know, uh, some of these really large catastrophic uh, uh, hurricanes and whatnot yep. can really can really just put a, a tremendous amount of strain on onto an already strained uh, industry in general, so we're we're not necessarily hoping for a, a big storm. Believe it or not, no. They, and, and I think that's right, Charles. There, there, there's there's one. You know, I, I mean, there's always little pieces of good news out there. Various things happen. One of the things that uh, that I will mention is uh, there was a bill introduced um, at the legislature a couple of weeks ago. I believe it has its first hearing um, as we're speaking today. Uh, this is the uh, Make Affordable Housing Legal in Minnesota bill. I, I believe the title is something like that. It was yep. introduced by uh, Senator Elkin. And what it's attempting to do is get it uh, a significant amount of the regulatory costs that are driving the cost of housing in the Twin Cities especially up. Uh, housing in the Twin Cities is more expensive than anywhere in the country other than the two coasts. Oh. Um, we're far more expensive than Chicago, far more expensive than Indianapolis, far Isn't more expensive that than St. Louis. We're and we don't have an ocean to go visit. Yeah, it's, 
you know, it, it's hard to understand why, but um, but we know that there are builders, na- national builders, who are building the exact same floor plan in in the Twin Cities that they're building in the Chicago suburbs, and the housing is as much as a hundred thousand or more higher here to build the exact same house. So it's not a material issue. Um, doesn't appear to be a labor issue. What's left is the the, the shortage of land um, and a lot of the regulatory impact um, that communities have. For example, uh, um, communities right now are in large part demanding things like um, uh, uh, cementus board siding, three-car garages, large lots, things that, that drive the cost of housing up mm-hmm. and make it very difficult for builders who would love to be able to address this tremendous shortage of entry-level homes. Um, they can't build them because the communities have too many restrictions that prevent building those affordable houses. So this bill that's been introduced um, is an attempt to get at at a lot of the regulatory costs and start finding ways to bring those down. So um, there are some good things that are happening that are are, are working on, and I would encourage uh, contractors out there to contact your local legislators and support that bill. Yeah, absolutely. Do that and also stick around because after the break, we're going to continue the conversation and also hear about what the guys over at Structure Tech, guys and gals, I should say, at Structure Tech are finding in these homes. We will be right back right after this. From the Cremation Society of Minnesota Weather Center, sunshine across the metro today with clouds moving in this afternoon. High temps are headed for the mid-20s. Scattered light snow this evening, minor accumulations possible, then partly cloudy tonight with a low near 24. I'm meteorologist Ashley O'Connor on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130. Throw, throw what a guy. On the, yeah, I know. That's If you were a rapper, that, That's a you, great song. you'd be like him. I, yeah, I, feel like. I probably would be. All right, it's that time for the All Around Home Improvement Featured Project of the Week. And this is the one uh, that I stopped you from doing. Yeah, yeah a couple of weeks, weeks ago, ago. You, you psyched me out here. Yeah, We don't have a featured project. No, I'm just kidding. It's uh, it's actually an F-Wave roof, so the, the new shingle on the market is the, the F-Wave. Actually, Charles, you have it on your property. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a guy um, looking to get rid of asphalt shingles, looking for some alternative options. Uh, Kyle Killer Miller hit him with the F-Wave, uh, explained some of the benefits to him, um, the impact resistance that it gets, the discounts from insurance for it being... Uh, having the hail warranty on it, and we did the entire house. Actually, it was, it was a pretty big roof, and he even had a big uh, turret, so like a cone shape on the front of the house. So it was uh, interesting to learn some of the ins and outs of uh, installation techniques on that, but uh, that went up. It was a designer slate series in the color American Harvest, so like uh, uh, blends of brown and kind of tan color mixed together. And yeah. I believe you can see that on our Facebook page. Yep, it's up on the Facebook page. Go to Facebook and look at all around. Um, I, what I really like about these shingles are they're they're forever shingles, and they're for the most part maintenance maintenance free. Um, can give you the look of slate or cedar shake, and but it's a synthetic, you know, uh, polymer product or or TPO TPO yep. product. Um, so you know the look you want without the uh, extra hassle of having to clean it every so often or maintenance it or you know virtually never have to replace it but um good stuff i like it a lot this one this particular designer slate series american harvest is sharp looking so get online check it out and uh if you want to get an estimate on f-wave we would love to meet with you and consult with you and give you all the warm and fuzzies let's get back to the show topic again we're hanging out in studio with bill geschwind my favorite lawyer in the world 
from Minnesota Construction Law Service. You know, I call you just to ask you life uh, advice a lot of times, not just construction stuff. Well, then it's interesting because the, the staff, after we're done with a phone call, always comes to me and says, why do you keep yelling at Charles? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I need, yeah. right? I need somebody to tell me that my ideas suck. Um and that I probably should, shouldn't do certain things. <laughs> yes. but, um, anyhow, uh, Bill, you were just talking about some some laws that are getting passed. I mean, we really need to kind of try to limit the amount of costs on what it takes to to build affordable housing right now. You and your team are helping uh, with the efforts of what's the organization? Uh, uh, housing First Minnesota. Okay. Housing First. Uh, very involved and, and engaged in uh, working with contractors and homeowners to expand the pool of affordable housing in Minnesota. Very nice. How can people find out more about that or help or, or do anything? Uh, housing First Minnesota, they can Google. Okay. Um, it's a great organization. Uh, uh, certainly, contractors can part can can uh, become members. Uh, very large uh, membership organization across uh, across the state of Minnesota, uh, as well as homeowners that are are interested in finding out uh, some of the trends and what's going on. Maybe referrals to builders if they're looking for them. Great organization. Nice. Well, if you have construction conflicts or maybe need help with your paperwork being in line and compliance or getting paid on projects that you're not being paid on, lots of things, maybe just some good old-fashioned business advice and to make sure that you're heading in the right direction. Um, we work with MNCLS, Minnesota Construction Law Services. Bill's been a great friend to us. Him and Courtney and, and his team over there have been just absolutely awesome. Bill, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you guys yeah, we're uh, we're available. Uh, we serve clients throughout the state of Minnesota as well as the Twin Cities. Um, you can reach us. Uh, you can find us on the on the internet, obviously uh, at mncls dot com. Uh, you can call us at six five one four eight four forty four twelve. That's six five one four eight four forty four twelve. Good job on the name, by the way. You know, okay. Minnesota Construction Law, because that's basically what people search. So it. You know, you're doing pretty good in the search rating. It's, 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 the, uh, it's the Google day, you know, the Google world, and uh, there's nothing better than an organic search as yeah. opposed to paying for SEO. Charles and Jordan were like, we're looking for Minnesota construction <laughs> law services. Yeah. Wonder if there's someone out there. Look. Yeah. We should have been called, I need a roofing estimate. You know what I mean? That's what our business name should have been. All right. No. All good. Can you stay with us for the rest of the show? Absolutely. All right. Looking forward to hearing what's going on over at Structure Tech. Because I know you can't believe it, but it does get more exciting right now. Mm-hmm. Well, that, and I understand that because, you know, <laughs> being a lawyer, we're not t- terribly exciting. So. All right. All right. We'll work on that. On to the fun we'll, and frivolity. We'll work yeah. on that. So, uh, Bill Ulrich, yes, to my right, welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you. This is your big shining moment. Oh, love it. Lifelong accomplishment getting on with us, I know. Yep. Um, it was on the goals for 2022. Good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, you work with Structure Tech. We're, Nick and I are big fans of Structure Tech. Ruben's such a great guy. Um, really awesome company, and it's nice because um, just having this show and and talking about all the different things within a home um, or a structure that that come up, you guys see most of the fails, <clears throat> you know, most of the problems out there. Um, we're going into spring season; it's going to be wet. We got a lot, a lot of uh, people doing getting ready to do projects coming up right now. You know, what are you guys seeing out there right now? What, what do you think it's important to, for for listeners to know? We're in the middle of what we call uh, owner inspection season. In the wintertime, the real estate market slows down a little bit. And, sure. And people start calling us because the weird things start showing up in their house. 
you get 14 below zero one day and 20 above the next day or even hotter, and all of a sudden you got water leaking through a can light. And I know what happened. The roof, the roofer failed Correct. on the roof. Exactly. It leaked. Yes. That's right. You had a massive roof leak in the middle <laughs> of winter. And no, it, people, the phone's lighting up with, with homeowners trying to solve problems inside their house. And everything was fine. And then all of a sudden I've got water leaking through my, you know, my ceiling. What's going on? So we call it single item season or homeowner season. Sure. And, and that's what the phone's ringing off the hooks right now. I mean, we all know the real estate market's pretty tight. Um, we're still doing a lot of home inspections and a lot of time of sale inspections um, for people to get their houses ready for sale. But uh, we're also getting a lot of calls from homeowners. Right. Awesome. So and what are some of the things that, that you've ran into lately besides the, the frost? or I mean, are you seeing, you know, we were talking off air about decks heaving and, and whatnot. Is, do people call you guys about that type of stuff, too? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Just yesterday, we uh, we had a an open access for a real estate agents. So once a week, we, we open up our our uh, office to real estate agents and somebody came in and they they showed an addition on a house that uh, it was an above ground addition that sat like a deck on piers yep. and about a third of one of the posts was actually on the concrete you know pier and, and the they, rest of it was off yeah and yeah. it's just kind of hanging in the wind and the agent was like is, is this a problem and it, it, the structure was only a foot off the ground but I said well Kind of, right? I mean, you have a six by six bearing surface and about two and a half inches is actually sitting on the pier. Right. You know, I see that. You're only supporting part of that. I see that with decks all the time. I mean, I've just started to think, well, that's that's normal. But you see where the footing is, you know, one place and then the post going down to it is not anywhere near centered. It's almost off off the. It's one thing if it's not, if it's not right smack in the middle of the concrete, but for any part of that post to be off of the concrete. Uh, in my opinion, that would be a reason for some potential concern. What but, would you do with that? Especially if, if well, <laughs> uh, that's not an easy fix, unfortunately. I mean, really, the, sh- the true way to do that is to I like that temporarily way to go. Way to support the deck, uh, tear that footing out, and, re- and redo it. You put it in the wrong spot. I mean, that's the way that I would look at it. If we built the deck, and when everything was done, and let's just say in this example, we did concrete footings, and half of our post was off on one of the corner footings we should be fixing that we should we should be taking that and it's going to suck it's going to cost money it's going to cost uh material labor all the but you know what you had an opportunity to do it the right way the first time and for whatever reason maybe the math didn't work out and that post uh ended up being or excuse me the footing ended up being in the wrong spot and that should be on the contract. Well, you could just build a decorative box around the post (laughs) so you're not able to see where the footing i mean those always work out nice yeah, I, I hide it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we surmise it was a DIY project, and maybe maybe they just weren't looking at their tape measure. I'm sorry, yeah. I have to turn to the uh, real life living attorney that we have in the room here. When a contractor builds a deck, how long does that structure need to stay intact and and the way it's supposed to be? You know, not move around, not fail, not heave, not. Oh, oh! We need the mic. Complicated. It's a complicated question. Yeah, that requires a complicated answer. One might say but, loaded. But let me just say it depends on who you're asking. Okay, the homeowner wants it to last forever. Right. That's probably and the, the contractor best does too. Of course, the, the contractor, contractor does too. But okay, so what has case law shown? Uh, the uh, Minnesota has a, a, a assuming it is attached to, to a dwelling. Minnesota has a obligation, a, a warranty that. 
contractors are obligated to provide to all their homeowners mm-hmm. that the workmanship on the deck be good for, uh, depending on how you interpret it, the statute says one year. The courts have interpreted that to be essentially a 10-year workmanship warrant. Structure. Yeah. Now, when you're talking about heaving and things, that's, that is generally not a workmanship issue. That has to do with, the uh, obviously, the movement of the earth. Right. And so if the post was put in correctly, that it heaves would not be a warranty issue. If the post was not put in correctly, it might be a warranty. Ah, it's heaving. Gotcha. This is a warranty. Just kidding. We'll get from time to time where you get like checking or splitting in wood, you know, or a post or something that didn't look like that when we did the deck. And a year later, after it's gone through a full cycle of spring, summer, fall, and it's like, well, yeah, we didn't make that happen. It just happened naturally on its own. That's right, and the warranty, the warranty, the state warranty does have a uh, an exception that the contractor is not responsible for something like like that, right? Material damages. What's acceptable, Nick? How far can that post sit off of that that bearing surface? Uh, from the footing itself, I mean, uh, for for us, we would want all of that post to be to be on the footing, all of it, one hundred percent of it. You know, I want to find out what's acceptable to Structure Tech, to you guys. So we'll find out. We're up against the last break, but we will be right back, right here on the All Around Home Improvement Hour. I think one of the worst things that can happen to people is that they not have something to do every day. Sean Hannity, weekdays from 2 to 5 on Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and 103.5 FM. And on iHeartRadio with your smart speaker. Nick here, a.k.a. the Polish Powerhouse and host of the All Around Home Improvement. Uh, uh, it's like uh, baby chicken eggs inside of an... That you would grow them inside of incubator, something. Incubator. Yeah. Incubus. There you go. I, Scott, I'm, I just have that was a, good a hard one. time making it, making it tough on him. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're back. Uh, again, it's the All Around Home Improvement Hour. We have chicken eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That was good. I tried... That, you know, going way around the subject. We should be really good. Uh, what's the game? Pictionary, right? We'd make a great team. Oh, yeah. I can, you draw, I guess. I'm pretty good at that yeah. stuff. No, I'm terrible at drawing, but acting stuff out. Okay. Right. Hand gestures yep. and stuff. Uh, Bill Gishwin, Minnesota Construction Law Services, it services is hanging out with us, I should say. And again, we're having a conversation with Bill Ulrich, who's sitting in for Ruben Saltzman with Structure Tech Home Inspections. Um, I'm just going to ask you guys, because you guys have seen it all. What's the... What's the looniest, craziest thing you've run into in a home, Bill? Ooh. Worst DIY something. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that's a very long list. Um, <laughs> yeah, expected, I guess. For sure. I, or I, one of them, one of them. Not yeah, the, I, not I think crazy. it's crazy when people put furnaces in attics and uh, expect them to work properly. Um, and and so, I've, I've Why don't they work properly? Especially here. Well, because you put you, this this heating device in a space that's unconditioned and it's going to get cold and okay. it's just a terrible idea, I think, in general. But um, we've seen a few of those where people run out of space and they have to get creative. Um, so the furnace might work, but it's causing a lot of other problems for you. Well, I think what you're going to see is the furnace is going to work for a shorter time than it should work. Okay. Just because of the extremes that you're going to put it through. Gotcha. Back, yeah. and, back and forth. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. What else? That's all right. That's all right. You know? Yeah, just contractors. Uh, some of the things that we see on a regular basis, like new home construction, where a contractor will just miss uh, a section of a ceiling, like the insulating contractor just mm. didn't get that mm-hmm. 45 or 100 square feet above well, the kitchen. I forgot that part. 
Exactly. I mean, <laughs> that shows up, and that's kind of fun when you uh, you walk through with your 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 fancy tools, your cameras, and you're like, that spot's cold and that spot's warm. Yeah, and you know exactly why that is. We see it sometimes actually uh, tearing doing retro, like tearing siding off old cedar and stuff, and people will be like, "Gosh, the floor under this, you know, they have a cantilever, so the wall extends out a couple feet." And you'll open the soffit there, and you're like, well, yeah, there's 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 nothing in there. Right. Or there's, like, a couple pieces of, you know, bat, maybe some R10 or something that's super old, and it doesn't even fill the cavity, and you're like, I know why your floor is cold. Yeah, and I think the other thing that happens a lot, people get in, and they start drilling holes or cutting and notching framing structure, you know, framing material that mm-hmm. should not be touched. And all of a sudden, there's they plow a gigantic hole through something, you're like, you got to fix this. Yeah. I mean, you just took out four of your your support members God, that are carrying the weight of this room. Just it in. Just, just tie it to the mm-hmm. next one. We're good. Was that okay. bad? <laughs> of course it was. Next yeah. time, have your uncle uh, get a professional to come out. And big, huge notch out of a, a big micro lamb. I've seen stuff on your guys' Facebook page where someone did something in the you know basement, maybe switched to a high-efficiency furnace or something, and the HVAC guy went maybe a little bit crazy on the on the floor joists and has got like just huge sections missing out of it yeah. where you're like yeah well the, the integrity of that two by ten or two by twelve or whatever it is, is is totally gone yeah long gone you see it on trusses too up in the attic you know modifications where either they broke and they didn't fix them right which is probably you know you could argue how important that is but when you start cutting through engineered material all the way through it that's not a good idea yeah it happens, though. I mean, tree limbs fall on roofs, and, and oh, for sure, to, you have to repair those uh, trusses yep. and whatnot. And when so. you guys come in and do that, are you getting an engineer stamp to say we did it according to? Depends on how bad it is what we're doing, like the tree. So if we're running into one where it's like a you know a, a larger branch, not the actual tree itself fell, and it's pretty clear that you know it, it cracked a couple of the trusses. Usually, it seems like when we see those. You, you're running into hand frame because older houses, bigger trees. Uh, and in those cases, no, a lot of times we're not required to. But in cases where it's like you're talking the wall and it, the house is really structurally messed up, we wouldn't even be able to bid the job without them first having an engineer coming in and saying, okay, you got to tell us what all has to go and what doesn't and what you want us to go back with. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, it may become a, a different company's. Uh, a different company may be best fit for something that's, very extensive, a big loss like that. But uh, getting the insurance company to approve an engineer's report is also it's uh, tricky. Yep. tough. You know, uh, getting them to agree that that's even necessary. You know, my experience has been that they don't want to, to go there because of the cost or you're opening up a possible can of worms. Uh, but, you know, if, if I were the homeowner out there that a large tree fell on my home and I'm, I'm very concerned that it's done some damage that you can't see isn't very obvious, yeah, I would push my insurance company um as hard as i can to to pay for that engineering report mm-hmm. yeah that's good stuff though that's a good question well coming back to engineers you had asked about the the footing and the yeah the, the post the alignment post there? that wasn't i mean you know, so what's our standard our standard is you need somebody who's qualified to make the determination if this is okay to come out and and make that determination yep like that's above our pay grade. We're we're there to find the facts, which is the greatest part about being in the home inspection business. Mm-hmm. You can you just find all the defects and then um, you you line up. You know who do you go to next? You help with that, but we don't have to 
solve anything. We yeah. don't have to design any repairs. So right. you yeah, you're like my daughter. She tell me all the problems of everything you're having and you have no solutions <laughs> for it whatsoever. No, I'm just kidding. Uh but no but that that's gotta be fun. No, it is. I mean it, Ruben, you can tell um him and pretty much everybody I've met from your team has a real passion for yeah. uh you know delivering that information one way or the other, re- regardless of who the customer is or who, who whose best interest it's in. Some say Ruben knows it all. I would. I don't know. I mean, I'm one of them. We've got Bill in the room here, yeah, too. Well, that's and then true. you too. Gosh, if you three were in the same room, there wouldn't be enough room in, in the room. We needle him all the time. Headspace, About. Bill. You got a big noggin too, don't you? Uh, you know, I, it, I I've been known to have to turn sideways to get through doorways. I'm sorry, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> um, you know what I think is interesting, Bill, is the the one-off inspection services. I don't think a lot of people know that that stuff is available. I'm concerned about moisture in your walls. Um, have have some sort of uh, moisture problem in general. Moisture is a big one, I would say. What are some of the other one-offs that that you guys get called out for? We we see a lot of building science issues. Yep. So it could be moisture or it could be just this layer of things that have gone on. People will change a furnace and all of a sudden they have things happening in their house that didn't happen before. Yeah. So there's unintended consequences. You add insulation and all of a sudden you've got issues that you didn't have before. So we do a lot of sort of building science analysis i love that stuff that's the stuff that gets me going well i'll tell our sales guys all the time you got to remember that part of what we do sometimes we're actually solving one problem and by solving that you created another one so there's there's a there's another side to that that you have to be able to educate and explain to the customer so they know what to expect it's like the plumber that fixes the leaky pipe you fix that one leak but Another one's going to spring somewhere else. Possibly. Yep. Possibly. Uh, that happened all the time with the freeze damage we used to deal with. The freeze damage, all for the sure. Foreclosure yeah. stuff. You literally should just bid all new piping because trying to do the spot repair, uh, you, chances are you're just going to spring another leak somewhere else. Tell you what, some of the best shows, we run out of time really, really quickly, but I want to make sure you get your contact information out there. Bill, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you and, and Structure Tech? StructureTech.com. StructureTech.com. Yeah. Uh, if you search anything on the Internet, uh, home related Ruben's blogs pop up. It's yep. great education. Yep, but StructureTech.com is where you can get all of it. 952 915 6466 is the number to the office. One more time with that number 952 915 6466. 952 915 6466. StructureTech, homeinspections.com. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bill, final thoughts? Charles, I uh, appreciate being here. And, uh, From the Chris Lindahl Real Estate Studios, Twin Cities News Talk. KTLK AM Minneapolis and K278BP Cottage Grove. No sign of Putin backing down. I'm Steve Rappaport, Fox News. Russian forces strike.